Good afternoon, this is Salesian Sports Broadcasting. We are followed today here in our Week 5 NFL Recap. And today I am followed by... Sean. Nick. Nick. Alright, with that being started, you know, tradition, we like to start with our New York teams. Our first game, I would like to recap. The Giants versus the Packers. Now, we all know here, this game was in London. The Giants won. My only opinions is, my only thoughts is, the first three games, their first three wins, I thought it was a fluke. Later then, I realized I might be wrong for once. And this Giants team is well coached. I mean, they have the same talent, if not worse, than last year. But this year, they started 4-1. and one. It has to be for a reason. Brian Dable, uh, ex-offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, he's gotten this team in check. And I want to say Saquon keeps coming up clutch in key moments. Uh, we keep seeing it time and time again. This guy right here, it's like, seriously, uh, clutch touchdown in London to put them up a score. And I like this win for the Giants. Uh, definitely an awesome comeback from the Giants. I mean, to be down 17 and then score 17 straight to come back and beat uh, the Packers in London. Uh, and it was a big help of their defense, really. Um, but it was a great game from Saquon. Again, like I said, week after week after week, Saquon is going to have a breakout season uh, this year. And I... I I hope he. I hope he doesn't get injured again. But let's just let's just hope. With Saquon being healthy, I mean it's definitely a key part to the Giants winning. Um, and I think Daniel Jones. Um, I think he's proving himself that he could be a good quarterback for this team. I think Saquon and Daniel Jones are having that good. Um, what do you call They're carrying it? that offense. Yeah, I, I think. Mean, Daniel Jones went 21 for 27. It's pretty good. He's not like he's not bad. And his receivers are not helping him either, too. Like, 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 like let's be real. But um, yeah, no. Everything else? Um, yeah, and for the Packers going forward, um, Aaron Rodgers has not had a good start to the season so far. Um, I'm hoping that if Aaron Rodgers continues to step or starts to step up for this Packers offense then the Packers could be a good team but right now they are not looking like a good team this next game I'm going to recap the Jets versus the Dolphins this was a key win for the Jets and I just want to note in the two games that Zach Wilson has started as a quarterback the Jets now have 64 points combined in two games. Um, they have the Steelers. Uh, they scored 20 on uh, 30 on them, and they scored 34 in Week Five. And this is a new offensive team we're seeing, and I think part of it has to come from their pass protection, only allowing two sacks, uh, five QB pressures. I mean, this is a whole different team, and I want to say that they're rookie. Sauce Gardner uh, came up big in here. And all in all, it was a great win for the New York Jets. Keep in mind, the Dolphins were having their third-string quarterback, though, Skylar Thompson. He didn't play bad, but 
really no offense going. Raheem Mostert had a great game. But what I'm really looking at is the pass protection and really what Zach Wilson can do once he gets protection. Um, Zach Wilson, starting quarterback for the second straight game, 2-0. and That's pretty impressive. Um, I think Zach Wilson has secured that starting QB spot. Um, and I think if he plays well and the Jets have a good offense that day, good defense, this Jets team could be pretty solid. Um, the Dolphins going forward, I think their first three wins were a fluke. And with Tua and Bridgewater now injured, I think Thompson's not going to bring that Dolphins team to a victory every time. So, uh, The Jets' defense uh, looked fantastic. It almost looked effortless against one of the top offenses in the league. Um, you know, and... Although the Dolphins are missing Tua and uh, Bridgewater, uh, they, you know, obviously still with Tyreek Hill and everybody else, uh, but they had to bring in their third string uh, quarterback. Uh, I still think they could have a chance if one, you know, one of them come back. Uh, but the, this was a big win for the Jets. This is a huge, um, and both New York teams are looking fantastic right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Tua is really the glue keeping their franchise together. And now that Tua is gone and Bridgewater's solid backup is gone, I think it's going to be a return to form for the Dolphins. You know, probably going to be the worst in their division, probably. Uh, you know, if not for the Patriots. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and it was a close game uh, in the beginning. It was 17 to 19 at one point, but uh, then the Jets just kind of got into the lead and then, you know, never looked back. Yeah. And I like the Jets this year. They're not looking that bad. This next game I want to talk about is our Thursday night predictions. Once again, <laughs> I was right. I had the Colts. And I had the Colts because I thought Jonathan Taylor was going to have a good game. And he was injured. He even played that game. And the Colts still won. They got it done, ladies and gentlemen. My only takeaways in this game, um, the Broncos are eighth in defense rating. So they have a great defensive team. Their offense, however, is 30th in the league. And that starts, in the NFL, your offense starts with your quarterback. With having the name as Russell Wilson and having a 30th offensive ranked team, this is really bad. They are 30th, also in third down conversions. Russell Wilson's subpar play is not helping the Broncos whatsoever. And all I want to say is, the Colts snuck out another win, especially with their division. But the Titans and the Jaguars is going to be really, really huge for them. And I especially like how they got the win without Jonathan Taylor. It really forced Matt Ryan out of his comfort zone. A lot of picks, a lot of turnovers this game. It was an ugly game, but... Um, Colts ended up persevering. Um, I think, you know, when I saw Russell Wilson signing with the Broncos, I thought this Broncos team was going to be somewhat good this year. Um, but, I mean, Russell Wilson is not having a very good season to the start of it. It's only week five. Um, we got a lot of more weeks to go. Um, this Broncos team could shape up. Um, but right now, it's not looking so good for Russell Wilson. 
Yeah, that was maybe one of the worst games I've ever had the privilege of watching. Uh, you know, about, about, what, seven field goals scored the entire time. Uh, yeah, very boring match. Uh, and I think we all were disgusted when we heard of the matchup last week of the Colts and the Broncos, and it was as boring as we thought it was going to be. Uh, two awful teams uh, playing awful. Um, you know, but the real... Key uh, standout that I'm seeing right now is, you know, tied it up to go into OT. Last play of overtime, down by three, Russell Wilson oh, yeah. misses a wide open KJ Hamler Ooh. in the back of the end zone. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson uh, needs to be benched immediately. <laughs> he doesn't learn. He doesn't run the ball in fourth and one. Russell yeah. Wilson is the problem of this team. And uh, he's lost. He's lost with the offense. He has no rhythm with his receivers. And they dropped another game to an old Matt Ryan. Um, but the Colts didn't even have Jonathan Taylor this week. So I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the Broncos are looking like horrible, really bad. Yeah, I mean, that game was just brutal. Uh, our first Sunday game I want to talk about, 1 p.m. game. You know it, ladies and gentlemen. The best New York team out there. The Buffalo Bills versus the Pittsburgh Steelers in Buffalo. One name I want to say in particular this week, Gabe Davis. I love Gabe Davis, ladies and gentlemen. This, the Bills are the number one in offense and number one in third down conversions. The Buffalo Bills were backed up in their own end zone on a third and ten. And Josh Allen threw a 98-yard Dime to Gabe Davis. And Davis, he ran over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's be real. I mean, this team had Poyer out. They had almost half of their team out on injured list. Uh, lost a lot of offensive weapons. We lost Crowder and McKenzie. We didn't have. We lost James Cook. Poyer didn't play. White is still out. Hyde is out. Uh, Jordan Phillips didn't play. And we still blew out a team 38-3. to Now... It is the Steelers are not a great team, rookie quarterback. We all know rookie quarterbacks against great defenses, especially like the Bills and the Patriots, tend to not succeed. However, this is a great this is a great game. Great uh great home win for the Buffalo Bills. And Josh Allen in the first half alone. 348 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. The guy's insane. I mean, there is no stopping him, and as long as you have him healthy with Diggs and Davis, I don't see this offense getting stopped. Uh yeah, Josh Allen like took the ball up and down the field and beat up on the Steelers. They beat up on Kenny Pickett. Uh, again, rookie rookie quarterback against very good defenses. You know, obviously it's gonna it's gonna beat up on him. Um, but big game by Gabe Davis, and yeah, the defense really really took out Kenny Pickett this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, great win by the Buffalo Bills. I think. The key players are Allen and Davis. I think both of them had really good games. Uh, you you have those two healthy. Uh, this Bills team may not lose another game. I think with the number one defense, number one offense too, it's, it's pretty incredible what these Bills can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Kenny Pickett making his first start of the season of his career. Um, 34 for 52, so throwing the ball a lot. 327 yards in an interception. Pickett has yet to get his first NFL passing touchdown. Um, and 
he had one rush for ten yards, and really nothing, nothing super special uh, out of them. Uh, and that was one of the two complete blowouts of the week, besides the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this next game I want to talk about. Uh, it's another great game. Uh, this one is the Chargers and the Browns. Um, listen, we can talk about subpar quarterback play and Russell Wilson all the time. I'm not as hard as Russell Wilson because he's in his later years. One guy I'm going to get on about about being subpar is Justin Herbert. I mean, seriously. The guy hasn't thrown for 300 yards since, like, week two. In week one, he didn't do it either. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Playing with or without an injury, 228 yards. You threw one touchdown against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Joe Flacco threw more touchdowns than that. Eckler was really huge on this win. 173 rushing yards and a touchdown. And you look at Justin Herbert. He threw 228 yards, 134 of them were to Mike Williams. And again, I'm telling you, the Chargers are always going to find a way. You can count on the Chargers to find a way to blow the game. They have a late lead. Late in the fourth quarter, they have a drive on fourth and one, and then they don't get it. They don't get it. I mean, are you serious? And their defense just gets marched down the floor. Thank, dude. The Chargers must be lucky that they won this week. Let's be real. I mean, this team is not looking good whatsoever, and they're in a pretty competitive division right now. I am not a believer in this Chargers team, and it starts with Justin Herbert. Um, the Browns. That that was that was a heartbreaker. That game was a heartbreaker. It was a weird choice uh, for the Browns coach to go with a long field goal. And uh, I guess, you know, it didn't work. Kicker missed. Um, and But, you know, we have to talk about Austin Eckler. The monster game carried the Chargers to that one. Absolute monster game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Herbert is not a very good quarterback in my opinion. The things that he do, the things that he does is not very good for the Chargers. Um, he may have bad games. I think Austin Eckler is, has carried this team for a couple weeks now. And I think without them, too, the Chargers, uh, yeah. it's over. Yeah, them. their offense is not. Their defense has not been as promised this year with having Bosa and Mack and Derwin James and Desmond King and God knows who else. I mean, like this team, Asante Samuel, this team defensively is one of the worst. So, like, this Chargers team better get it together because they're I'm not very promising of them. Yeah, and another incredible game from Nick Chubb. 17 carries, 134 uh, rushing yards and two touchdowns. Um, Chubb is essentially carrying this team. I mean, he really is. When you have Jacoby Brissett as the... Uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback. Um, and, you know, I really want to pose a question to you guys. Uh, when Deshaun Watson comes back, uh, do you think this Browns team is going to change at all? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. Jacoby Brissett's not doing a bad job. Like, let's, he isn't. Let's no. be honest right now. He should have four wins. Yeah. He should have won that game against the Jets. He should have won this week. And the one he lost against, like, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, and then the one loss against the Panthers was utter BS, too. Jacoby Brissett's not playing bad. I mean, Deshaun Watson can be that much better, but seriously, he's going to be coming in with a new offense in week, what, 10 or 11? I don't, I don't think it's going to be much different. 
All right, this next game I want to talk about is the second non-close game by a margin. The Lions and Patriots in Gillette Stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, the highest scoring offense got shut out. There's one thing you want to count on is Bill Belichick locking up Jared Goff's offensive scheme. I don't know what it is. Goff's worst two career games are against Bill Belichick. It's simple. I mean, he was locked up. There was nothing down the field. Amon Rasane Brown had 18 yards for, like, I mean, this this is just bad. And you're going to leave the defense out there for more possessions than usual. I mean, listen, this just shows how bad the Lions defense is. 29 points on a team with Bailey. I mean, Bailey Zapp went 17 for 21. Uh, like, that just shows you all you need to know. And Damon Harris did not have a great game either. It's just Bill Belichick having a scheme on, on golf. And this is a great, uh, great production from the Patriots. Yeah, and what did the Lions expect playing against the greatest NFL team of all time and the greatest team in the league right now, the uh, Super Bowl champions this this year, the uh, New England Patriots, you know, Bailey Zappi leading the drive, you know, renowned quarterback, uh, top 10, obviously, an incredible performance, you know, uh, <laughs> yes. Bro, he threw for less than 200 yards on 17 complete passes. Well, I mean, that just goes to show how amazing he is. He doesn't even throw more than 200 to win the game. But uh, all around, it was a pretty good game for the Patriots, obviously. Um, and we were running a lot that game with Ramondre Stevenson getting 25 carries. Um, but yeah, good performance by the Patriots. Second win of many this season. <laughs> Um, Bailey Zappi did enough, really, to uh, get that win. Lies. That was a, that was that was an impressive shutout, though. I will have to say, the defense shut out. Yeah. And like like we said earlier, the, the best one, scoring four. defense, best the best scoring team. offense, the highest sorry. scoring offense. They have the most offensive points. Best scoring offense in the league right now, and th- that's impressive. That's impressive from a two-win team. Yeah. I mean, seriously, no other team has done it better than them. This next team, I mean, we have to include this right now. It's America's team. Primetime matchup, Cowboys-Rams. Intense matchup, one matchup where both fans on both teams were looking forward to. Can Cooper Rush persevere against, you know, a defensive superstar team in the Rams? Ladies and gentlemen, Cooper Rush... Quite might literally had the worst game in his career, and he still won. He threw for 102 yards. There was no 100-yard rusher, no 100-yard receiver, and they won by 12 points in, 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 in great, utterly fashion because this game was not close. After halftime, this game was not close whatsoever. I want to say a couple things. Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons are the face of this team. Michael Parsons with two sacks, their pass rush has just been on them all game. Matthew Stafford, they're just abusing him. Again, his very infamous pick. And this no rushing game, no rushing attack, not throwing it to anyone else, not named Cup or Higby. 
Skwarnik now got six receptions. I mean, Robinson again with only three receptions and three targets. This is another cup wasted game. You have 125 yards on a TD and you can't, you can't, you can't like persevere and win. This Rams team, they're obviously missing Odell. They're obviously missing Von Miller. Uh, it's not looking the same. There's one game I expected them to win would be this game. I mean, the Niners, all right, we understand that, but this like this is embarrassing for the Rams and, and, and Stafford, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think Cooper Rush is doing that good of a job um, for filling in for Dak Prescott these last couple of weeks. Um, but I think the Rams... I think the Rams' problem is Matthew Stafford. I think he's not playing as well as he did last year. Um, 308 yards is pretty impressive. But I think with Matthew Stafford not doing as well as years go on previously, I think this Rams team can is not as good as Super Bowl champions. Um, and I think missing Odell, I think Odell is a huge part of this team. Um, if they can re-sign Odell, then I think this Rams team can maybe become the Super Bowl champions they were last year. But right now, they're not acting like it. Yeah, and another uh, awful performance by the Rams. I mean, this is the new for them. Uh, and I expect this to continue throughout the year. Uh, but, you know, the, what I really want to talk about is uh, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush coming in. Uh... Backing up, he was a backup for Dak Prescott, a star quarterback. Prescott goes down, Coop Rush comes in, and he wins. Who does this remind you of? Tom Brady. <laughs> Coop Rush is going to be the next Tom Brady, and I think you should continue to start Cooper Rush for the rest of the year because he is doing much better than Dak Prescott. That is wild. That is so wild. Um, I mean... If we're talking about the Rams for a second, uh, Cooper Cup is experiencing a Super Bowl hangover. As I mean, you don't see that often with Super Bowl teams, but I think the losses of Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. are hurting them tons. Um, but Cooper Rush is five and zero in his career. Ridiculous as a backup. Um, but I, you know, I think you know, I think it might have been good that uh, Dak Prescott went down. Because now we can really see if Cooper Rush is like that, if he has that dog in him, you know? So, uh, we're, we're, we'll see. We'll see in the next coming weeks. Yeah, and uh, this next game I want to talk about, uh, I just want to say I'm disgusted by the outcome of it. It is the Falcons and Buccaneers. And listen, I want to give all props to the Buccaneers offense. Brady threw for 350-plus yards again. Uh, coming into the game, Brady has never lost three straight. And they came into the game losing two straight, which they were put in a bad position. And once again, 350 yards by Tom Brady. Uh, offense looked electric. And they, listen, the Buccaneers shut out the Falcons' offense for the first three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, they allowed 15 points. Late game drive, third and anyone know? I think it's like third and seven, third and eight, and all of a sudden, Brady gets sacked by Grady Jarrett, and it's a roughing the passer. I, I mean, seriously, like what's going on? That was a bad 
That was a bad. That was a bad call, which utterly could have cost the Falcons the game. Uh, I'm disgusted by it, and this is like, like that was a that was a horrible call. Um, you know, the Falcons get the ball there with the momentum they had going into that game, uh, going into that quarter actually. Continued on. I don't think there was a doubt in my mind that the Falcons could have won this game, but we're never gonna know because of that horrible pass interference. I mean, uh, roughing the passer call. Which, it's just, like, the, the refs got to do something about it because there's no way. I mean, Brady barely got touched. And he had the ball in his hands. So I don't understand how I was roughing the passer. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons almost beating the Buccaneers is kind of crazy. This Buccaneers team, I thought was going to be pretty good offensively. Um, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Fournette, and Evans, those three are just good. I mean, there's you can't get any much better than that. Um... I think Mike Evans didn't even have that good of a game. Um, but yeah, I was almost thinking the Falcons would come back, but the Buccaneers held on to the win. Um, they are now 3-2. and two. I think that this Buccaneers offense is still going to be good. Um, I think with Fournette and Evans being healthy still, hopefully Evans doesn't get suspended again. Um, but I think with those... Three, I mean, this Buccaneers team is just elite. I mean, I can't see them losing many games this year. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and Tom Brady really just picking apart the Atlanta defense. Um, you know, and it's another good win for the Bucs. You know, maybe a turnaround from the beginning of the year where they weren't playing as well as they are now. Uh, and maybe they'll go to the playoffs. Who knows? It's a bit of Their team is a bit of a wild card this year. Uh, they can be really good, or they can be uh, awful. So. Uh, Brady held on to pick up the win thanks to an iffy penalty being called on the pal uh, the the Falcons. Um, uh, it's 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 just really bad. Yeah, that that uh, that was a bad call. I, I didn't I didn't think it was the right call. Controversial, man. They could have they, terrible. They, they just robbed them of a win, potentially. It, it, was, it was really bad. Yeah, some pretty typical Brady stuff where, you know, even <laughs> yeah. if somebody lays a finger on him, it's the penalty. Yeah, I mean, that has to stop. I mean, we understand protecting the quarterbacks and all, but that's all you're taught to do as a, uh, a D-lineman is throw him to the ground forcefully, somewhat forcefully. And there, and there, was, no, like, there was no bad intentions on this whatsoever. It, it, it's just, it's brutal. Uh, this next game I want to talk about had a very close ending. And it seems as if every time the Bears have a game-winning drive, something has to go wrong. Uh, this is the Bears and Vikings. I want to say, the Vikings are legit this year. We have to give them respect. Whether they're led by Kirk Cousins or not, this team is 4-1 for a reason. Their one game they lost to was the Philadelphia Eagles. And, well, they're the best team in the league right now, arguably. Um, listen, this Vikings team is legit. Cook Cook and Jefferson went off. I mean, Jefferson with 154 yards. Cook had two TDs and 94 rushing yards. Kirk did just enough. 296 yards. And, again, the defense showing sparks of, you know, being a little bit shaky, but still persevering and coming through. And as I say... Every time the Bears have a late 
game drive, something goes wrong. Justin Fields completes a pass, and he gets stripped from both. Um, the receiver literally gets the ball stripped from him, like just taken away like a little kid. And it, it, it was just utterly embarrassing. And I want to note one thing. Uh, the Bears, they have no passing attack. Uh, the Bears are 27th uh, offensively ranked. And they had 190 passing yards in four quarters against a horrible Vikings defense. So, I mean, like, they got to get it together. It starts with Justin Fields. I want to talk about how Kirk Cousins at halftime was 18 for 18. Now, that is pretty impressive coming from Cousins. And I think Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. And I think he's had a couple good games in a row. And I think... If just Justin Jefferson, if he's having a good game, receiving over 150 yards per game usually, I think, and Cook, I mean, they're all having a pretty good season so far. Um, but yeah, I think Cousins is not bad as everyone has been saying. He's been pretty good this year, leading the Vikings to four and one. I think the Vikings are gonna be pretty good this year, and I hope to see them go far into the playoffs. Yeah, Justin Jefferson had a pretty amazing game this week, and he hasn't had a really good game in a while. Um, you know, and you know, it, he really hasn't been playing as uh, good as people say that he is. Say that he is. Uh, you know, um, look at look at like uh, against the Lions a few weeks ago, where he had 14 receiving yards. Um, you know, it, if you are considered the uh, somewhat the second best receiver in the league. Uh, you really should be playing better than 14 receiving yards in a game, and uh, Justin Jefferson has uh, continued to uh, prove he deserves to be uh, the second best receiver in the league. Want to go on? Um, uh, Kirk Cousins led the Vikings on a late drive. Uh, Justin Jefferson had another great game, monster game for the Vikings. Uh, four and one. Pretty good. I'm liking the Vikings right now. Looking pretty good. All right, this next game I want to talk about is the Titans and the Washington Commanders. Ladies and gentlemen, I say it every week, and every week they disappoint me. This team's offense is electric. Look at their receiving weapons with McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson. And would you look at that? There's another rookie Carson Wentz found. 105 yards for two receptions and two TDs. Tyami Brown. This offensive core, like this offensive wide receiving core is insane. Let's keep it real. This offensive wide receiving core is insane. However, I would like to point out that this is just a disappointment. Like, like this is a disappointing loss. Um, this game was... Oh, honestly, it was just ruled. I mean, it was just um, carried by Derrick Henry offensively on the other side. Two TDs, 102 rushing yards, and even though Derrick Henry had a great game, they still could have won the game. The Commanders and and a fourth and goal. I mean, you, you started first and goal. Uh, it's three. In, it's four incomplete passes in a row for Carson Wentz. I mean, seriously, this is this is just brutal. He's not playing bad, but he's not he's not being clutch. And, like, their first half stats are awful. Like, they're gross. Um, 
you know, there's something about this team. They have the talent and the weapons there, and their defense. I mean, dude, with the superstar, and you know, you have Montez Sweat, Kendall Fuller, Chase Young. You gotta start winning some football games, man. Like this, this is embarrassing. Yeah, the Commanders have just been god awful this year, um, and I think they're gonna keep being awful. I mean, this. I think Carson Wentz is gonna have good games, but I think their wide receivers, I think are not going to clutch up in moments where the commanders need them to win. There's, I mean, they're one in four right now. Um, I think they're going to keep on losing. I don't think they're going to win more than, more than four games at the most. Um, but yeah, I think this, this offense is not looking as what I thought the commanders were going to be. Mm-hmm. I thought the commanders were going to be good. Yeah, and Carson Wentz is really uh, shooting to lose his job. Um, you know, not really playing that well this season. You know, the thing about Carson Wentz, and I really noticed this last year when he was playing with the Colts, uh, it's that stats really aren't everything. You know, looking at this game, 25 for 38, 359 uh, yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. You know, it sounds really good, but you have to think about that interception. That one interception was on their last play of their drive to win the game. And that was just an awful rookie mistake by Carson Wentz. And he's like, what, six years into his career? Um, Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. Um, And I I think the commanders are more likely to start winning games starting somebody like uh, Howell or, uh, you know, one of their other backups. Um, Yeah. Uh, This next game I want to talk about uh, straight offensive explosiveness. Uh, it's the Seahawks and the Saints. This is another great game where both offenses were electrifying, and you really did not want to see a loser for this team whatsoever. However, it happened, and this is just a Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara show. More so Taysom Hill. Uh, Andy Dalton threw for 187 yards, and the Saints put up 39 points in a victory over the Seahawks. I mean, Taysom Hill, 112 rushing yards, three touchdowns, Kamara with 103 rushing yards, and 91 receiving yards. This Saints team, I mean, they've done it again. And Taysom Hill really just proved out to be that X factor in this win. Geno Smith, another great game. Lockett and DK Metcalf having great games. And uh, there's one key um, notable I want to mention is that Rashad Penny is now injured for the rest of the season. Uh, during the game, though, Kenneth Walker the third, he did come up really clutch for the Seahawks. But this is going to be very crucial and very brutal for the for the Seahawks losing Rashad Penny. Yeah, the Rashad Penny is very disappointing to see for the Seahawks. Um, I think Geno Smith is doing a pretty good job as that starting quarterback. I think with Metcalf and Walker being the solid options to throw to, I think this Seahawks team can be good. The Saints, on the other hand, I think they're not a bad team either. Um, Kamara had a pretty good game. Um, and I think the Saints, going forward, I think if Dalton has a good has a good game as their QB, and I think Kamara has a good game, him being healthy, I mean, that's just a key role for the Saints. Yeah, um, I mean, I know the Saints have uh, stayed in this game, but... Uh, 
Andy yeah. Dalton, you know, with Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback, you're really not going to go very far this season. Um, on the flip side, though, uh, Geno Smith um, has really been has really been holding things down in Seattle. You know, I think after Russell Wilson got traded away, uh, everybody really counted the Seahawks out and thought that they were going to be awful. Um, but the Seahawks really haven't been that bad. They were still competitive. And Geno Smith, uh, it, it, I think it's safe to say that he is a pretty decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geno Smith had some really, really big plays, but uh, still wasn't enough uh, to keep the Saints from running their game. And... Uh, you know, they got an impressive win, 39-32. to 32. Um, Taysom Hill scored three touchdowns, and it was, pre- it was pretty good. I mean, you know, Geno Smith isn't as bad. The Seahawks aren't as bad as we think, and I think they're going to do good things this season. Yeah, and if he pushed for a wild-card spot. Coming into this game, the only undefeated team, ladies and gentlemen, it was the Eagles. Spoiler alert, they're still undefeated. They... Defeated the Cardinals in a 2017 victory. Um, Listen, the last two weeks, we've seen the Eagles' offense not be as explosive. Um, This number one rushing offense, once again, 140 yards, but seriously, it wasn't the greatest. Jalen Hurts, two rushing TDs on two QB sneaks. Um, Listen, this team's offense is coming up big in moments that they have to come up big. But I will say, uh, they fell apart in the second half. You do something you don't see. They only had six points combined in the second half. And late game drive. Uh, I mean, this is just a bad coach Cardinals team, in my opinion. It's a it's, it's a fourth it's, it's like a late fourth quarter drive. You have no timeouts. And Kyler Murray, you run a quarterback draw. He's short. You should have went for it. I mean, you had enough time to try to get yourself a yard with fourth and one. I mean, no, with third and one. Yet they spike it, so they're forced to kick a long field goal. And it did not go the Cardinals' way. And they lost. And listen, the Eagles got lucky on this win. They're still a great football team, but who knows what happened if they would have hit that field goal. Um, and, yeah, you saw uh, with, I think, uh, the Cardinals kicker, Amendola. Amendola, um, you saw him in practice uh, the beginning before the game started. He was missing kicks, ki- missing kicks uh, left and right, um, and that's uh, he, that's what he did to trying to tie up the game. He missed it very wide right, um, and I don't even know why. I thought they had Matt Prater as their kicker. Matt Prater is a pretty solid kicker. Um, Probably injured but, or something. Yeah. But Kyler Murray, not a super impressive game from him. Um, yeah, and the Cardinals, I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, I thought they were going to have a really good season, but uh, they really haven't been that outstanding. Um, but the Eagles, another great game from the Eagles, 5-0. and uh, And Jalen Hurts is really almost a definition of a dual threat. Um, you know, two rushing touchdowns uh, this week. But Jalen Hurts has definitely proved his position, and Jalen Hurts is going to be their starting quarterback from now on. Yeah, uh, the Eagles still undefeated, the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. Um, I think, you know, this is a whole bunch of grit. Uh, I, I, you know, the Eagles are playing fantastic. Um, 
And, you know, there has been a bit of good for- fortune coming with it. Um, but the Eagles have been amazing. Jalen Hurts uh, have has been, you know, fantastic again. I mean, just really doing great things for this team. And, uh, yeah, the, the Eagles are probably going to be the best team in the league for a, a while, I think. This next game was a uh, was a primetime Sunday game. Is the Bills, I mean not the Bills, the Bengals and the Ravens. Um this is a disappointing, another disappointing loss for the Bengals. Um Justin Tucker ices the game with a field goal down in the late stretch. Uh there's one mention I do want to say. Uh once again, Burrow being sacked 3 times. May not seem like a lot, but he had um, seven QB pressures and 17 hits, which is utterly bad. He is not the most sacked quarterback. That is that that is Carson Wentz, but he holds a number two spot. Um, another subpar game for Jamar Chase. Seriously, he's not coming up big. I mean, their receiving leader was Hayden Hurst with 53 yards. The rushing attack was just never there, and yet again. They could have still found a way to win this game. My key takeaway on why they lost this game is um, Zach Taylor's uh, decision-making, uh, which last year we saw in the playoffs was really good. This year, fourth and goal, I understand it's prime time. You want, you want the touchdown, but the Bengals team from last year that made the Super Bowl, they would have kicked their three. And they get their field goal there, they end up winning 20-19. This is a brand-new ball game. Um... Same thing we saw in week one against the Steelers, just chasing points the whole time, not kicking your field goals, you're going to lose. I mean, I just don't understand it. When your kicker is Evan McPherson, you know he can hit it from basically anywhere. You kicked one field goal all game. I mean, give him the field goal there, take your points, and advance. I mean, trust in your defense. They're ninth ranked, too. So, I mean, since this Bengals team, they're getting a little bit too greedy right now. Uh, yeah, this Bengals team is not looking like the team that made it to the Super Bowl last year. I think Joe Burrow has had a couple weeks where he's playing not like Joe Burrow from last year. Um, but I think the Bengals, after this loss, I think the Bengals are going to have to fight strong in the next couple weeks. And I think this Bengals team is going to be good, like last year. For the Ravens... Um, Lamar Jackson didn't have a bad game, 175 yards, one touchdown. I think key player here for the Ravens, I think, is Mark Andrews. I think Andrews had a pretty solid game. Um, Justin Tucker, their kicker, was 4 for 4. That is impressive. Um, And I think this Ravens team is good. Um, And I don't think they should be 3 and 2. I think they should be 4 and 1. Um, but I'm hoping the Ravens can keep being this good for the next upcoming weeks. Um, you know, I think Justin Tucker (laughs) is one of the best kickers in the league, maybe in this generation. He's been doing amazing. I mean, Justin Tucker is, is impressive. It's impressive. He was one of the key players for this team in this huge division win. For uh, for the Ravens, um, 
again, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow hasn't been playing like he's supposed to. He's not playing. He's he's not playing like Joe Burrow, and he should definitely be picking it up like you know the MVP caliber player he was last season. Yeah. Um, and the de- Ravens defense did a great job of shutting down Jamar Chase. Um, but Mark Andrews also had a great game this this uh, this game. So I can't take away from him. But I also think Justin Tucker did his part just as great. Mm. Yeah, nothing really overly impressive about this game. Uh, not really any crazy stats. Uh, and I'd honestly say that probably the most impressive player by both of the teams is... Uh, I like Justin Tucker out of out of everybody. Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker of all time. Uh, actually, no, he's the second greatest kicker of all time. You know, number one is obviously Patriots legend uh, Adam Vinatieri. Um, but besides that, uh, Tucker is consistent. Uh, he's great, and he's he pretty much carried the Ravens that whole game. Um. This is the last game we're going to recap for week five. And um, this is a Monday night game. Raiders and Chiefs at Arrowhead. And just as, listen, just as we thought, ladies and gentlemen, that the Raiders were finally going to pull through and win, they found a way to lose another football game. I don't know what it is with this team, man. Number one, beating Mahomes itself is a very hard deal. Beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Is a really hard deal. But when you are up 17 to 3, or and then 2010 at half, I mean, you seriously, all you have to do is score one more touchdown, try to play some defense. And just like the stat line of Travis Kelsey, he had four touchdowns and 25 yards. Like, you allowed, okay, I mean, this is just this is the, like this is utter disgrace for the Raiders once again, and they wasted a great performance in Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs because they simply number one their defense has been atrocious and number two, whenever Derek Carr has to step up big, he can't do it, he can't step up big, and this Raiders team is I mean disappointing with the talent that they have across the board. Um, they're one and four right now, and it looks like they're almost out of it for their whole season. I don't see them ever making a comeback. Yeah, and that whole division—it's just been all lackluster, you know. Uh, after uh, Chargers and the Chiefs and the uh, Raiders and the Broncos all acquired a lot of pieces over the off season. Um, you know, everybody thought that it was going to be a really, really, really competitive division, and three out of the four teams are absolutely awful. Um, Raiders, obviously, being the worst out of there. But, uh, you know, the Chiefs, like, like we said last week, Travis Kelsey is the safety blanket for Patrick Mahomes. You know, not a really good sat line, if we're being honest. Uh, you know, 25 uh, receiving yards, but four touchdowns, though. Uh, and the Raiders, that, that last play was awful. Just the coordination of uh, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. You know, Renfro running straight into Devontae Adams. Just awful. You know, you know, we talk about this game a lot. But what I want to talk about is the aftermath of this game. Um, Devontae Adams has been suspended. Anyone know how long? Um... Because he pushed a photographer after the final play. You know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame him, right? But he's one of the key players of this team. 
So, you know, just for a slight inconvenience like that is is kind of funny to me. So, yeah. We'll yeah. see how the Raiders can maybe, you know, never say never about coming back, but I don't see the Raiders coming back, yeah, especially yeah. with the loss of Devontae Adams. Yeah, this, the, the, this is now. This is not really bad. Uh, yeah, looks like he's going to be suspended for one or two games. It's not guaranteed yet. Um, the Raiders are lucky they have a bye week next week. Um, actually, I don't know if that would count. Probably not. But, I mean, losing Devontae Adams is definitely key for the Raiders. Um, I mean, giving they are 1-4, in four, um, I think I saw the Raiders coming out this year as being a solid team. But I was wrong. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this is just a disappointment from the Raiders. Um, all right. Well, that concludes. Uh, Predictions. Yeah, I know. That concludes the Week 5 recap. However, we always do our Thursday night predictions. This Thursday night football game, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Washington Commanders versus the Chicago Bears. In Chicago. Now, 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 now. Oh my god. Listen, listen, listen. Yo, this team, this team, um, this team, this is the one game Carson Wentz has to prove himself out on the stage. If there's one game he has to win, it is the 27th ranked offense. No, it is against the 27th ranked offense. I have the commanders here. I have Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin having a great game, and Carson Wentz picking it up in Thursday Night Football. Yeah, I think the commanders are definitely going to turn things around this game, and I think the Bears are going to be the Bears. I mean, I think Justin Fields is not going to do anything against this commander's team. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be just like uh, this last week. This is going to be awful. Uh, and I don't think anybody here is going to want to watch that game. So. <laughs> this might be just as boring or more boring than last week. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, and the Bears are really hurting. Uh, and the Commanders are hurting too. But I think who's uh, really hurting is uh, Amazon. Um, <laughs> you know, paying a billion dollars for all, these thurs- for all the Thursday Night Football games. And besides the Chargers and the Chiefs, uh, week one, week two, whatever it was, uh, yeah, this is just a load of garbage. Um, and I don't know, they're not getting anything but embarrassment. <laughs> they, they've so, got to get better teams. What are your picks? Needs to pay. What are my picks? Um, okay. I think my Carson Wentz is going to have a good, 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 good game. I think the Bears are going to be the Bears. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with the Commanders for this one. My thing is with uh, the Commanders is this is really a do-or-die game for Carson Wentz. If, 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 he, if this is a die game for him, then he's just an accident waiting to happen at this point. Um, but I'm going to go with the Commanders. I agree. I think, uh, I think he's going to have a really good game, maybe a breakout game. Yeah, he's eventually like, he's, 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 he's due for one, especially with that wide receiving court. Well, that... Uh, that ends it. Our week five NFL recap will be here up. next Tuesday uh, for week six.